Mounting pressure for a two-state solution. The elite versus the people. Nigeria's cashless experiment. Climate tipping points, yes again. And another media meltdown over the whole mess. All prophetic and dominating the headlines today. We'll analyze these stories and many others while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Rich, your scriptures first. Here you go. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Now, I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And I want to say God bless each and every one of you. We're coming up to the Christmas season. And wow, so much is happening in the news right now. The Epic Times, they published an article... The economy is the number one concern for voters in 2024. Well, you may think it may it might be, and, and it is very, very critical. I, I totally agree with you. But I want to ask the question, is it the most concern for the voters? The 20, in the 2024 election, the economy. Because... I think the number one issue by far is America in this upcoming presidential election is globalism. The, the, it's the one issue that will determine the course of the United States of America for the future. Will we be sold down the river with this mindset of globalism and sold out to a world governing body? This is what they're trying to do right now. It's very prophetic. Or will we go back to an America first mindset? You say, well, if that happens, we can't um, help any of the rest of the nations of the world. No, we absolutely can. We would be in a much better position to help the other nations of the world if America is strong, God's blessing us, and we voluntarily give to help Israel and um, any other nation that is in need around the world, voluntarily. But I don't want to be dictated to a world government or by globalist leaders right here in the United States that want to redistribute the wealth of the United States to other underdeveloped nations, which the money goes right into the coffers of those, uh, the despots of those nations. We certainly don't want that. So globalism, very, very, very critical here. And... You say, well, what's globalism? Well, globalism is the belief that the nation state is obsolete and that the world must move into a system of global governance. Do away with the borders and everyone answer to a global governing body. And there are many people that believe that. You remember back when Strobe Talbot wrote the article in Time Magazine all the way back in 1992. Um, the title was The Birth of a Global Nation. And he said within the next 100 years, nationhood as we know it will be obsolete and all states will recognize a single global authority. Do away with the borders, just like they've done in Europe. Do away with our borders, create a global state 
that answers to a one-world governing body. That's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to do it with COP28, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, World Trade Organization, all these other um, entities that are designed to govern the planet. That's what's happening here, folks. And globalism, this is simply world government. And so we'll talk about it today. I'll get a little more into it here in just a moment and show you kind of how this is coming to pass. I will, again, I will be taking your calls, 1-877-363-8463. First, let me mention First Cup Coffee. You know, you can imagine that we're essentially working around the clock here to keep up with all the news. So much is happening, it's really just sweeping by. I was talking to our group in Israel the other day, and they were saying, wow, I mean, everything is converging at the same time. I said, that is exactly what's happening. And we're certainly energized here at End Time and motivated by our God-given purpose. But man, it sure is nice to have a good cup of coffee every once in a while, right? And these, the First Cup Coffee Company, they're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company out of Texas. They've got several different roasts. I think there's 11 different roasts in all. And every one of them is named after a specific piece of American history. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll give you an additional 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. It's really, really good coffee, by the way. So if we look at what's going on here with just this recent meeting, the United Nations Climate Summit called COP28, Conference of Parties 28, they showed us that elites are trying to totally transform our world because of the propaganda of man-made global warming, which leads to climate change. Okay? It's propaganda by the United Nations. It is all designed to redistribute the wealth of the world to de from developed nations to underdeveloped nations. This is what's going on. And I'm still talking about globalism, the, the number one issue in the upcoming campaign 2024. So they want to, because of this COP28 meeting, you guys, many, many of you have heard us talking about it. You may have read a bunch of articles on it, but they want to eliminate fossil fuels. Now, I want you to understand the gravity of that. There's a problem there. John Kerry says, we don't need any more coal-fired power plants. We need to eliminate fossil fuels. Pope Francis, eliminate fossil fuels. Well, do you realize that in the United States, almost 80% of our energy is derived from fossil fuels. So if we were to eliminate that, what are we going to move from? Our 330 million Americans here, what are we going to move to? We're going to go to something that much more expensive to wind-generated power and to, you know, hydro electricity, what are we going to move to? The fact of the matter is, it's all about, they don't care what we move to. It's all about wealth redistribution of the developed nations. I've got articles, hundreds of them, telling us it's, it's basically, they won't call it wealth redistribution, but hey, the developed nations need to pay their fair share to the underdeveloped nations, right? Because we're emitting so much. It's all a move to push us into world government. The Bible prophesies about it. But you, you turn to an American first mindset. 
and move away from the globalist mindset and our economy would be screaming. Think about um, Trump was placing billions of dollars because of an American first mindset. He was placing billions of dollars of tariffs on incoming Chinese products. He was, we were an energy exporter under Trump, not a, you know, gas was $1.85 per gallon here in Texas when he left office, $1.85. We've seen it over the last few years reach $4, some places over $4. And President Trump endeavored to stop American companies from moving their businesses overseas because of his America first and not a globalist mindset. He was trying to force NATO to pay their fair share. The United States was paying the lion's share of the fees to that, to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement, which is wealth redistribution again. They all talked about over and over and over at the COP28 meeting. Uh, the, the Paris Climate Agreement, they were championing that because it's wealth redistribution, which is the number one uh, plank of socialism and the reason that's so important is because the United Nations is totally socialistic. The Bible says the end time world government will be a totally socialistic one world governing body. So all of the major issues in the world today are very prophetic. World war, the world government that's being established, the, the uh, world religion that's being established, the global economic sanctioning system that they're establishing with digital IDs and central bank digital currencies. And I've got more to say on that depending on the calls. And then um, Donald Trump hammered socialism at the United States. So in essence, he was hammering wealth redistribution. He was withdrawn from the Global Compact on Migration, which is the United, Na United Nations effort to manage the migration of people around the world. And they don't want you having uh, walls. They want you having open borders. And Donald Trump withdrew from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He withdrew from UNESCO. He withdrew from the World Health Organization. He didn't want to be dictated. He didn't want Americans to be dictated to by a foreign entity that would say, hey, there's a, a crisis. Now you guys isolate, stay home, don't go to work, put your mask back on. And so we, you think that globalism isn't the number one issue going into the next campaign? Talk about selling America. Uh, down the river. And so those are the things. If I was able to ask a Vivek Ramaswamy or a, um, a Nikki Haley or even a Joe Biden or anybody, whoever ends up being the candidates, I would love to ask them their position on globalism. And th yes, we could get into some of the nitty gritty on the economy and things like that. But I'm telling you, if they're a globalist, I know how the economy is going to go. And I want you to remember this. A truly American presidency would seek to abolish the Federal Reserve and place the power to control our economy in the hands of an elected Congress, which is constitutional, by the way. The Federal Reserve Act back in 1913 took the power to control our economy out of the hands of an elected Congress and placed it in the hands of the Federal Reserve, a cabal of private bankers. Our Congress does not control the economy right now. That's why on our dollar bill they're called Federal Reserve notes. They're not United States notes. 
because the Federal Reserve, a central bank here in the United States, is controlling our economy. So if we got a, a, a truly American first president in the United States, let's abolish the Federal Reserve, put those central bankers out of business, and give the power to control the economy in the United States. Government is supposed to be of the people, for the people, and by the people, right? That's what an election is all about. If you don't like who's in there, vote them out. Put who we want in there to run the country the way we run it ran. But when you lose your ability to have a true election, then you're stuck, right? And so that's kind of where a lot of things are headed. So you want to fix the economy? This is the way to do it. So there's a lot riding on the next election, and it's very prophetic. But I would, I would say that the number one issue in the next election is the America first nationalism versus globalism. You get the globalism thing right, pull us out of world government, and America's economy, Americans are workers. Americans have ingenuity. They know what to do. We're ready. We can, we can, um, we're willing to work hard enough to make things happen. We've shown it over time. And look at what was happening under a, a presidency that was America first. So I'm looking at it, looking at what's going on here, and want to make sure that you guys understand the, the, the full gravity of the situation and understand the world governing body, very, very prophetic. The Bible talks about it. So, uh, the economy and is very important, but globalism, very important as well. With that said about the economy, let me mention Birch Gold. World government, obviously, these enthusiasts, they, they're, they're all about it. Think about the World Economic Forum, the, ec the economy, the economic forum. They want to impose these digital currencies, and I've got more to say on that, depending on the calls, and I've got a couple, and I'll go to you guys here in just a moment. But they, on the central bank digital currencies, this is a huge thing. Many, many, many of these central banks around the world are looking at going ahead and implementing these over the next year or two. These digital IDs, on, and they want to push them on these the respective populations. They, these could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products because they're all programmable, by the way, these central bank digital currencies. They could freeze or seize part of your money just with the flip of a switch, guys. And in essence, it would enable the government to have more control over your finances. So there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of the Birch Gold Group. If you want a, a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get a free info kit on gold. Maybe you've got an IRA or a 401k from a, a, an employer years ago that's just gathering dust. Well, Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime and claim your free info kit on gold because if, if these central bank digital currencies become a reality for everybody, you may want to have uh, a, um, some gold to fall back on. Now, I, you know, we'll just have to see how everything plays out here, but it certainly could be um, an option in the near future. Now, I want to go to the calls here, and then I'll get back to some of my uh, content that I have, because I've got, I've got enough content for three or four programs here. So 
Let's go to some of the calls. Today is your day. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Uh, let's go to Mary in Maryland. God bless Mary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Thank you. Sure. Uh, very, very quickly. Um, I was wondering, do you feel that there will be, prophetically speaking, another election, or will there be some kind of um, diversion that's created to where there, there's not? Um, prophetically speaking. I'll take it off the air. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, God bless you, and thank you for the call. Merry Christmas, my friend. The uh, Prophetically speaking, I know that the United States will be here to protect Israel in the end time. So we're not going anywhere. Uh, so we have to have elections because we're going to have presidents. I mean, unless just something crazy happens out of the clear blue sky, we're going to have elections. The thing is, is that will they be, will we, able to, will we be able to trust our elections? That's one of the questions I have. Because you say, why do you say that? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I don't like conspiracies. I like talking about things I can prove and, you know, uh, that I can document. But if you look at the red swell that we had in America in 2020, across the United States, we have many people that were, um, many, you know, politicians and different things that were pro-Trump, let's say, red, that were red that we had a huge red swell in America, but yet the Republican presidential candidate didn't get elected. And I've read articles that say that is statistically impossible. That if you have a red swell everybody else, why would they turn right around and elect a Democratic president? Think about that. So, I'm wondering, wow, how did that happen? Well, I'm looking at 2024. I'm seeing the gravity of the situation here. They've got this big, huge uh, move towards a world government uh, just rolling down. this like a snowball rolling down the hill and COP28 and you've got John Kerry and Kamala Harris. They're pledging billions of billions and billions of dollars of United States taxpayer dollars to wealth redistribution schemes with this COP28. It's, a, it's an absolute hoax. I can't say that enough. And just moving right along. World government, world government, world government. Well, I know that the Bible says that the United States will stand against that world government with Israel, Revelation 12, 14, against that uh, with Israel all the way through the end time. So I know the United States is going to be here. We're going to be powerful enough to stand against the world government and stand with Israel all the way through the end. So can we do that without having another presidential election? I don't see how that would be possible. Um, I know a World War III scenario is coming. Would that keep us from ever having a presidential election again? I don't see that. Um, so prophetically speaking, I'm speculating here because I know America's going to be here and our system is set up to have a president, to have a judicial and a, the executive judicial and the, uh, um, so I mean, it's you know very, very important here uh, that we have uh, our system still stay in place. And um, executive, legislative, and judicial. Those, those are the three I was looking for. So, very important. Um, so I think, with that said, that there will be a, uh, more elections. Uh, could something crazy happen? Certainly. I mean, we've seen some crazy things happen in the past, right? 
But I think from all I can tell, yeah, there's going to be more elections and the United States is going to be here. We're going to protect Israel. And it, it's, it's very important that you understand the mindset of what, of what happened when these three college presidents uh, with, or with the United States mindset with Israel. Very important. It's a telltale. It's, it's a future sign. The Bible tells us about it. With these three college presidents that when they when um, Stefanik asked them, at least Stefanik, when she said, do you believe that uh, calling for the genocide of Jews is, um, you know, is that wrong? And the, the, the answer should have been, yes, it's wrong, immediately. But all three presidents of these colleges, Harvard, MIT, and University of Pennsylvania, they all said, well, it depends upon the context. Well, at what point, at what context, what context can you be talking about that genocide would be maybe okay in some circumstances? So the thing is, is that what in a lot of these colleges, there were donors that gave millions and millions of dollars that said, nope, not going to be given to your college anymore. And there were many people, many very influential people here in the United States that were coming against these colleges and saying, hey, you're about, that's as anti-Semitic as it gets. And we are pro-Israel. I understand all these hundreds of thousands of people that are protesting Israel and are pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas. But the thing is, there is a huge faction of Americans that are absolutely pro-Israel, they're pro-Bible, they're pro-Judeo-Christian uh, values, and the Bible says that America is going to stand with Israel, not against her, in the end time. It's Revelation 12, 14. So, in my opinion, um, I think that there will be certainly be more presidential elections, and everyone should get out and vote, certainly, because these are the elections that we've had over the last few years. You can see how important they are at the direction of our country. And so certainly everybody should get out and vote. You say, ah, my vote don't matter. If everybody thought that, then the globalists would be able to do whatever they wanted to do. And so you say, well, the elections don't matter. Hey, I've, I still vote. I participate in the process, but I'm praying and trusting God. The Bible says God puts kings up and he puts them down. Maybe America deserved a, Biden, a four years of Biden. I don't know. We've went sideways in a lot of ways. And... So we certainly should ask God to help us with this next one, right? Um, but I know God's on the scene, and God's taking care of us, and even he's blessed us even during a Biden administration, so I just trust God and keep on moving. Okay, back to the phones, you guys. Wendy in Georgia. God bless Wendy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, Dave. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, I mailed you and Jen a uh, Christmas card, so Merry Christmas, and two... I'm confused about what this two-state thing is that you're talking about. Okay. So the, the two-state solution, um, originally in the partition plan of the United, United Nations back in 1947, they were going, the United Nations decided that, hey, Israel, certainly, it's after the Holocaust, they come out of the Holocaust in 1945 and said, hey, the, the Israel needs a nation. So... They said, you know, and it was the, um, the British mandate was coming to an end right there in 1947. And so they had the land of Palestine. Well, historically, 
And biblically, that's Israel's land. But they were driven out into exile after the uh, temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. They, the, they were just dispersed throughout the world. They were exiled. And, but after 19, the, the Ezekiel 37 is a prophecy of them coming back into their land. Um, God would miraculously do that in the end time. Well, that has happened. We've seen it happen. It happened in 19, uh, May 14, 1948. Well, when the partition plan was presented to the Arabs that were living in, the region was called Palestine at that point. There, there was no land, there was no country of Pal the Palestine, but that region was called Palestine by the Romans hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So they went to the Arabs that lived there, the, Palestinian, the Palestine Arabs and the Palestine Jews and said, okay, we're going to give you guys, we're going to partition this. We're going to give the Arabs part of it and we're going to give the Jews part of it. Well, the Jews accepted it, but the Arabs rejected it. And so the Jews, when the, Palest when the British mandate decided to leave, they, the Jews stepped up on May, May 14, 1948 and declared their independence. Well, the next day they fought a war, the War for Independence, which lasted till 1949. And at that point, the Jews had captured more land than the original, palace, the, the original partition plan was going to give them. And that last, that, that, uh, the borderline there lasted to, from 1949 to 1967. In 1967, that left the, the West Bank out there. Well, in 1967, many na Arab nations invaded Israel again, but it was the Six Days War. They pushed Jordan, who illegally occupied the West Bank region, they pushed them back out. I wish I had a map here behind me. But they pushed them back out to the current borders. And Israel, now Israel inhabits all of that land. The West Bank region still has some pockets of Arabs. Um, Jericho and Bethlehem and uh, they're called, people call themselves Palestinians, but they're, they're Palestine Arabs. They never had a country, but yet they still believe that, hey, this is our land, right? Even though the Jews are the indigenous people of the land, it's their land given to them by God. So the two-state solution, the world is looking, for, the international community is looking for a solution to this problem because the Palestinians, they say that should be their land. The Jews are saying it should be their land. So what the, in the minds of the international community, they believe Israel and the Palestinians, the Arabs that live out in that, the West Bank area, that they should sign an agreement recognizing Israel's right to exist, but yet allowing them to have their own state in the majority of the West Bank region. So when we say two-state solution, it would be Israel and a future Palestinian state uh, in, the, in where the Israel borders are today. And so that's what we mean when we say a two-state solution. And so um, hope that answered your question, Wendy. I do thank you for the call. God bless you and Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you for the card. Okay, everybody, we're going back straight back to the calls when we get back. And... A uh, lot more, lot more callers and a lot more information to go through today. Man, we've already through 30 minutes of this, so it's going quick. Here we go. When we get back, God bless. As a viewer of the End Time Show, you're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives and that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com slash deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com slash deals today. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And, you know, the two-state solution is it's very important that you understand the situation over there in Israel because I've read so many articles over the last few, last month or two, actually for years, but especially the last month or two, where, and this is one of the topics that I had to talk about if I had some time today, about Joe Biden is telling Israel, hey, you're losing world support. The international community is you're losing support for what you're doing against Hamas. And that what you guys need to do is just go ahead and sign this two-state solution. And Netanyahu has said, look, regardless of what the international community says, we're going to handle Hamas. Imagine what we would do if Mexico had done this to America. If they stormed across here and killed everybody in Houston or something. Now, that's a horrific thing, but I'm just saying, imagine what we would do. We would be hammered down on Mexico, right? at least I hope we would be. Actually, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not into anybody being killed, but I'm just saying, imagine Israel's position. Put yourself there. And for everybody to, to get them to, to, to just say, no, you guys have to stop doing that. And America, Joe Biden would say on one hand, yeah, uh, they have a right to defend themselves, but you've got to stop here and just go ahead and sign a, an agreement with the Palestinians. Well, that's not in Israel's best interest, and it's not a biblical thing. The Bible says that they will do it, but they're not supposed to do it. Israel's going to go against God's will and sign a peace agreement. It's not God's will for Israel to sign a peace agreement. God told them originally with Moses and Joshua, when I give you that land, when you go in, you, in, you inhabit the land. You drive, out, drive the heathen out of the land. You tear down their high places. And Israel hasn't done that, have they? And so the signing of the the two-state solution, this peace agreement in the near future, it's not God's will. It is going to happen. It's prophetic. But God does not want them to do that. God doesn't want them trading the promised land for peace. Look at what happened in Gaza. Ariel Sharon gave Gaza to them, and all they've done is fired rockets into Israel ever since. And so, very important that we stand by biblical principles, right? Okay, so uh, let me mention Ready Pantry real quick, and then we'll go straight back to the phones. You know, with all the talk of this and different things, and people storing up food, and that we know, how, what do we do for the end times? 
you'd like to believe that the grocery stores and all these things, they're always going to be there, right? I mean, but just a few years ago, we saw that supply chains and can, can collapse. I mean, just almost overnight. Food supplies could diminish. What, what the, all the things are trying to do with this COP28 and, you know, control our, the way we produce and consume food because of this so-called uh, global warming, which leads to climate change scare, right? They want to control every aspect of your life. So we've got to pray for the best and prepare for the worst. There's nothing wrong with some preparation. I mean, what if there was a way that you could have an affordable, you know, three, six, nine, 12 month emergency supply of food? Well, there is. Readypantry.com slash end time offers amazing 25 year shelf stable food. They've got breakfast, lunch, dinner, even desserts, I guess. And not to mention the peace of mind you get by knowing that you've got some if something happens and that you've got an emergency supply of food, and that could be for anything, a power outage, hurricanes, a, a rolling blackout. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So Ready Pantry, they're an American-based company with all their products sourced here in America. It's not lab-grown in Wuhan. I'll put it like that. So you're not going to be disappointed about it. And, and you know, the many long-term food, uh, food storage companies on the internet, they're selling products that have been on their shelves for years. But Ready Pantry, they're delivering the finest products, freshest products that was it's packaged within the last couple months. And that's a peace of mind right there. And it's being delivered to your home. Ready Pantry, they offer discounts up to 20% off for three to 12 month supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime and use code endtime to save an additional 10% off and it's free shipping on all orders. So stock your pantry with even with buy now, pay later options. No Christmas is here. Um, and all that's available at your checkout by going to readypantry.com slash end time. Okay, so let's go straight back to the phones. James in Florida. God bless my friend. Welcome to the end time show. Hey there, Dave. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good. I wanted to uh, back up to what you were saying about... Um, you know, fuels and the energy they want us to change over. Yeah. It's definitely what you've been preaching. It's the, uh, they want control. They want everybody to drive an electric car, have an electric thermostat. But, um, you know, in the past, we have seen free energy. And if you look at Nikola Tesla, how he was harnessing energy from the atmosphere. Yeah. And um, also, you know, they, you can make hydrogen fuel, hydrogen on demand with a battery, water, and baking soda. And, uh, you know, there's different things that people are learning. And with X being uncensored, because Elon Musk has chose a side of good for now, at least, it's free speech. Mm -hmm. We have the bullhorn as, as patriots in America. And a lot of this is getting out. And when they say fossil fuels, they're actually lying to you. It has nothing to do with fossils. They, um, Rockefeller come up with that term to make people think it was scarce. But um, fossil fuels will never run out. America has plenty of them, and I believe America will stand till the Battle of Armageddon with Israel. Yeah. But um, also I was going to say that what you're seeing in America, you know, people worry about what is – going on right now, what the future holds, the last four years of Biden, what we are seeing and going through is fifth dimensional warfare where you don't know who your enemy is. And I am a retired staff sergeant from the Army, 
And I truly believe that the military is in control, and uh, that's in accordance with uh, executive, executive Order 13848 that Donald Trump signed in October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And basically, when they tried to overthrow the government with a, a, by cheating in the election and going through with this, you've heard it many times, they, they're caught in this. The military has the numbers, the actual election results. The military's in charge, and um, people had to go through this so that they would wake up. Because if they didn't feel the pain, they're not going to do anything about it. So people had to feel the pain. We had to see this. We had to go through the gas prices, the heartache. So people would actually do something about it. And what you're seeing is a new revolution throughout our country. God bless, Dave. All right, my friend. Well, I do thank you for the call. And, yeah, I mean, I, I understand a lot of what you're saying. And, you know, again, at the, at the end of the day, um, I'm trusting in God. I do vote. I participate in the process. I, you know, and I, I know, you, I know you're, trusting in, you're trusting in God as well. But um, talking about all these facts and figures and different things, it's very important we understand what's really going on. And one of the things that Donald Trump presidency did was to wake um, uh, much of America up to the fact that we were, we've been being sold down the river for years and years and years and years, um, especially we're, we're dependent upon China for a vast majority of our um, prescription drugs. I mean, imagine if we were to go to war to China, what would happen to people? I mean, I'm a diabetic. I rely upon uh, medicine. Well, what would happen if that stuff's coming from China and we go to war with them? So Donald Trump looked at that and he said, man, we've got to get that back over here in America. But if you're a globalist, nobody's even talking about this stuff in these presidential debates. I mean, think about that. That's what I'm saying, globalism. It's the number one thing in our presidency. They want to to keep everything hidden. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, like, it goes back to 1871 when Ulysses S. Grant sold America to the British crown and turned it into USA, the corporation. Then in 1913, we went to the Western Central Banking Cartel, the banking system. And then in 1971, the fiat system. They they took the gold standard away. Yep. But we can have a new system. America can thrive again. Yeah. And uh, I believe we will go to like a digital system, but it's going to be gold money back. We have to get rid of the banking cartels. Yeah. There's actually, I've got a friend of mine. Uh, that is working with some people here in Texas to create a gold-backed um, digital currency that you would be able to fractionalize. You would buy, let's say, we've got that gold bullion depository down here north of Austin. If this was to get passed, that um, you could purchase X amount of gold in that gold bullion depository, they would give you like a debit card, and you could go purchase a cup of coffee or whatever you needed to do but in I, when I talk to him about this, as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to have him back on our program. But he, he was telling me about this and they, that they, it got all the way into the Senate. It didn't get passed in this last election we had and different things here in Texas. But um, there are a lot of people working on a lot of different things here in America. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's always, the thing is, with God, yeah, there, there's always a way out. There's always a way out with we, God. We have hope in Jesus. Right. We have hope in the prophecies. That, yeah. No matter what it looks like, God's working behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. People, 
you know, in World War One, World War Two, you know, there was everyday life was going on in America. You didn't know the war was going on. They didn't see it. But what's happening? Military's working behind the scenes. There's all kinds of people, and we've seen the bullhorn at X, and then with the sound of freedom coming out. I mean, people are waking up. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, uh, let's let's just keep on trusting God, James. Amen. Thank you, all Dave. Right. God bless you, my friend. All right, let's go to um, Elias in Arkansas. God bless my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Um, hey, yeah. Um, my question is uh, regarding um, these, like CBDCs, this new virtual currency. Yeah. That it looks like we're going to, and I was wondering how End Time Ministries plans on continuing the Lord's work if we're all on a controlled, centralized digital currency. I would imagine they would frown upon doing the Lord's work in the end time and might want to turn it off. Yeah. So I was wondering, you know, how End Time Ministries plans to go around that and continue yeah. the Lord's work and have the funds and all that to sure. do that. I can tell you exactly how we're doing it, and that's going to be I'm going to be trusting God. Be, I, and I, I know that I know to a lot of people that is as foreign as, you know, Uruguay. But the thing is, Elias, is that the Bible says they, in Romans chapter 8, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And uh, we've got to have a spiritual revival in America. And again, some people would say, wow, Dave, that's just like a, you know, I, I don't even understand that. Well, we need to get to the point where we do understand it. Because in, back, in the, back when God brought the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, they were in the wilderness. The Bible says the Old Testament's types and shadows of things to come in the new. So, in the Old Testament, God brought the, Egyptian, the Israelites out of Egyptian bondage. They went into the wilderness. And how were they led through the wilderness? How did they know where to go? The Bible says that there, a cloud appeared by day and a pillar of fire by night. And it, when the cloud moved, Israel moved. They followed the cloud, everybody. They were, and it's a symbolic view. It was something happened physically, but it is a types and shadows of the way we're supposed to live in the New Testament. When we go through these times just ahead, I, I'm not worried about a, I talk about a central bank digital currency all the time because I want people to understand we're moving straight off into a world governing body and we're headed off into the end time. But I'm not worried about it, you guys, because I'm following the cloud for myself. I had a great prayer meeting this morning. I study the Word of God. I'm trusting in God. I'm, I'm, I'm being led by God's Spirit in my life. And I'm going to come back to you, Elias, on the backside of the break. I know we're coming up to a break. But I'm trusting God in my life, and God is leading, guiding me by His Spirit the same way that He did the Israelites when they came out of Egyptian bondage. That's going to be the only, at the end of the day, we're going to have to learn to trust God and let God work some of these things out because none of us have the answer to everything. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. 
The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Okay. So, Elias, now, I've given you the spiritual answer. What are we going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to trust God. However, how do we put that into practice? Because it's easy to say, well, we're going to trust in God, and then they, you know, do the digital currencies, and uh, then what are we going to do? Well, okay, so how do we put this into practice? Well, number one, there are people who are fighting against. There are, I know, I've read articles about there are 19 governors that are trying to pass legislation right now against a digital currency, them um, being able to use that as, as a currency in their state. Now, I don't know if any of them's got it passed yet or not, but I know a lot of them are fighting against it. So I don't know how much it will be pushed here on the American people. By and large, I still have faith in the American people that they are smart enough to be able to resist this to the point where they couldn't do it here. And I, I hope that's the case. I, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. We should all uh, trust in God and uh, have a prayer life yes. and continue believing in Him. That's it. And if, and if I could just add one more thing yes. on that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, I'm not sure if you've heard of, there's only one um, digital asset in the, in the country that has been uh, has basically legal legal clarity by a federal judge that has labeled it not a security. Mm-hmm. And this digital asset, its name is XRP, and it has been recognized by the IMF as um, as a type of world stablecoin. Mm-hmm. And it is decentralized. It is not controlled. And it is, essentially works as a bridge currency that can um, bridge one foreign currency into another one basically instantly mm-hmm. and um it's something that's worth taking a look at once again it's called xrp mm-hmm. and i believe it's going to serve a major role in the new financial system that we're moving into and i was just wondering if you knew anything about that so i, I, do, I don't that. know about i don't know about xrp specifically now when you say it is approved by the world economic forum but it is a decentralized currency that's where you kind of threw me. Because well, I mean, I mean, the IMF has um, recognized it in some of their documents they've published. 
they've classified it as um, cross border, like a best solution for cross border payments right. and whatnot. But the the technology is decentralized, meaning no one person entity yeah. controls it. Right. it. It is decentralized, the technology. So this is why I've taken a look at it and yeah. I've you know wondered if I should uh, you know hold it and uh, use it as a as a tool. Yeah. You know. And, in the future. So, so here, here, here's what I'm going to do, Elias. Again, I'm going to trust God, seek God's face, but I made up my mind that I would use the system until they started to abuse it. So let's say, and this is hypothetical situation, let's say they went to a completely cashless society in America. Now, I, at this point, I don't see that happening, but it's possible. Anything's possible. So what do we do then? Do we just uh, throw up our hands and say, well, they won and it's over? No. If they, if, if, and I say if, again, everybody, this is hypothetical. If we went to a cashless society and imp they implemented this central bank digital currency, I would use the system until they started, until they abused it. In other words, if the central bank digital currency is the only currency that's recognized and there's no other way to do commerce, then I would have to use it. Um, now, they're they would probably try to abuse it over time, I'm sure, because the, the, the government is, whenever they've got their hands in something, they want to control, control, control. And they want, they're going to want to economically sanction people. I know what's coming, the mark of the beast is coming. But there's, yeah. two, there's two things you should never do. Very, very important. Two things you should never do to make sure you don't take the mark of the beast. You, don't, you never put a mark of identification on your person, a visible tattoo, a, a chip, whatever. No mark of identification on your person and never pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. Would it be the mark of the beast if we started using central bank digital currencies? No, it would not. Um, but... It's what it will lead to that becomes um, the you know the, a, a diabolical type situation, and we don't we don't want to go there here in America. But it would not be you know I don't want to scare. I'm not into scare to fear tactics or scare. I don't want to do that. I, I'm I talk about central bank digital currencies because it is a certainly a precursor to. They could use it to economically sanction people. Will they do that day one? Probably not. Um, so I'm going to use the system until they start to abuse it, and then I'll have to opt out. If it gets to the point where I think this is too close to the mark of the beast, I can't do it anymore, then I'll never use it again. Um, so we got to be practical here in what we do. I mean, is there ways to invest to get around it? Maybe. Is there ways to this fractional gold system they're trying to set up in, in Texas? Maybe they'll be able to do that. I don't know, but the thing is, Elias, is that I know that God's with us. I know that he's got his hands upon us in time ministries. I know we have a huge role in the end time with everything we're going to do in Israel. I will be having to travel to Israel. I'm going to have to be, because the college is taken off there. A lot of different things are happening. The Bible says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world. Then the end will come. So they're not going to be able to shut off our ability to do that because Jesus prophesied it was going to be that way. So, number one, thank God for the prophecies of the Bible. Number two, I can have faith that those things are going to happen, and they will never be able to shut off our voice completely. And then um, the central bank digital currencies, I don't like them. 
but would I ever use one? If we went completely off of cash and had to use one, I would use it until they started to abuse it, and then I know that God would provide another way. That's the way I'm going to live my life, and um, I'll check into XRP. Maybe there's some ways around it. We'll see, but um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm trusting God, and I do thank you for the call, Elias, and, and uh, hopefully you'll call back in in the near future. And let me tell everybody really quick, practicality. I was talking to Elias about being spirit-led, trusting in God. This is the way I was raised, okay, with my father-in-law. I went to, my mother-in-law was in, my mom was in his church when I was nine years old. I've heard all the stories over the years, and I've lived through much of it here at End Time Ministries and in my own life. This is how we live our lives. To a lot of people, it's foreign. But let me tell you a story years ago that happened to my father-in-law's, Irvin Baxter, to his dad when they started a church in Joplin, Missouri. They, they went to start a church. They didn't have any home missions funding. They had nothing. God just said, go start a church in Joplin, Missouri, so they went. To some people, that's as foreign as it gets. But this is what they did. They were trusting God. They prayed. They believed they heard from God. So they went to Joplin, Missouri to start a church. They borrowed a tent from a campground and set it up in Joplin, Missouri and started having camp, uh, pre, uh, tent meetings. Now, many of you have never been to one of those, but they're awesome. So, started having these tent meetings. People in Joplin, Missouri started coming out to these tent meetings. They would start to strike up the, you know, live music and they'd just start playing and having services. My wife, my father-in-law's grandpa would, uh, my father-in-law's dad would preach. They'd have people come in. People started getting saved. They started a church. Well, but they were fairly financially, you know, strapped most of the time. You can imagine. Um, so they uh, ended up getting a church started. They built a church. They, uh, from that, they built a parsonage, and, which belonged to the church. And so as they were there and uh, pastoring the church, a couple came in from Indianapolis uh, to visit them. Just so happened it was just close to dinner time, okay? Well, they were, they were financially, I mean, they were broke. And my mother-in-law, or my, my father-in-law's mom went in the kitchen, and she gestured to my father-in-law, my grandpa, to come into the kitchen, and she said, they're here at dinner time. We don't have anything in the, eat, in the house to eat at all. And he said, she said, what are we going to do? And he said, I'm going to the store. And she was like, with what? He said, just wait. So he gets the, his friend with him, and they go to the store. He's going to the store on faith. He's trusting God. God he's there on doing God's will, building a church, so he's going to get groceries. So he goes to the store. Now, this has really happened. This ain't some pie-in-the-sky story. This really happened. He goes to the store, um, gets, go, gets a grocery cart, goes around in Joplin, Missouri in the store, gets some groceries for dinner, goes up to the counter, and puts the stuff on the counter, and the guy rings it up. Well, he's standing there knowing, I don't have any money. And he just believed in God. Well, gets all his stuff rung up, and the guy, the, the, he gets it all rung up, and the guy tells him this total, and he's getting ready to say, I don't have any money. I'm just trusting God here. And the guy who was running the cash register was the store owner. He gets it all rung up, getting and he tells him the total, and he says, you know what, Pastor, you've been trading with me for a couple years now, 
and I've never done anything to you. I've seen that you started a church. You're doing a good work here in Joplin, Missouri. I've never done anything for, for you. I want to give you these groceries today. Now, tell me that God can't do that in 2023. That would have been uh, the early 50s when that happened, mid-50s. Tell me God can't do the same thing in 2023, you guys. He absolutely can. So I've seen it happen over and over throughout my life, throughout my mother and father-in-law's life, my grandparents' life, and through end-time ministries. God has protected us and kept us every step of the way. So when I look at these things that are happening in the end time, all the different prophecies, all the different things that are happening, the central bank digital currency, what are we going to do? I don't get stirred up about it because I know that I've seen, I've saw God bring us through miracle after miracle after miracle. And I know in the future, he's not going to say, well, I'm going to quit doing that. I'm letting you guys just flounder and uh, you're going to go off a cliff. Not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. The Bible says all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So when I look at central bank digital currencies, now. Not worried about it. I'm going to use the system until they start to abuse it, and then I know that God will provide another way. You say, well, I don't know if God can do that. D you guys, there, there were world empires that were changed in a day, many times in the Bible. The three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, Daniel in the lion's den. Entire world empires were changed in a day because of one miraculous event. And I know that in 2023, we serve the same God that Daniel and the three Hebrew children served. So that's what we trust. We trust God. We're moving and flowing with the Holy Ghost. We're following the cloud in 2023. And that's how we're going to do it, folks, until we hear that trumpet sound someday. We're going to be trusting God. That's the best answer I have for some of this stuff. We're going to have to live through it and trust God, and He will help us every step of the way. God bless each and every one of you, and I want to say have a great weekend.